a lot of podcasts these days. Tip, tip, tippy toe around everybody's little feelings. The little snowflakes are fragile. But you won't get any of that crap here. Welcome to the Mark G Show. From political issues to cultural issues to current events and everything in between, we're talking about it. And we talk about it how we want. Melting the little snowflakes. (laughs) This is the Mark G Show. And this is Mark G. Town of Mexico is behind bars after police say he murdered his stepson. And now relatives of the victim, Nicholas Triner, are speaking out and they are disputing the claims that murder suspect Thomas Tellier made to police. New Center, Maine's Sean Stackhouse spoke with the family today. I just miss my brother. Mm, I know I'm going to miss him. Kaylee Triner says she still can't believe her brother Nicholas is gone. Neither can his father. My son was a good kid. Had a big heart. Kind of gets it from me. He was a good man and he didn't deserve what happened to him. According to court documents, police say Triner was shot and killed by his stepfather, Thomas Tellier, inside of this home on Intervale Avenue in Mexico over the weekend. Tellier reportedly told police he feared Triner was coming after him. But Tellier's wife, who's also Triner's mother, tells a different story. I was the only other person there. And I heard everything. She says the two had been arguing earlier in the day, but it never should have ended the way it did. This was not self-defense. They had stopped arguing. Tom went into the, into the bedroom and came out with a gun and shot him from down the hall. Jessica tells us her son could sometimes push buttons, but wasn't a violent person. She says Nicholas and Thomas didn't have the best relationship, but her son didn't deserve to die. He cared about people. He did. He he had such a big heart. And there was no danger. Family says Nicholas leaves behind a two-year-old son. They've set up a GoFundMe to help with funeral expenses. Beyond that, they say they want justice for their son and brother. No, no parent should have to bury their kid, and no parent should have to go through something like this, and it's not right. Tellier remains behind bars at Oxford County Jail. A bail hearing is expected to take place within the next 30 days. Sean Stackhouse, News Center, Maine. All right, so that, there's a, a news article. That is from uh, Channel 6 News in the state of Maine. Uh, give me one second. I want to make sure we're not going to get any double audio playing out of that. So, yeah, man, so listen... Um, Obviously, I know the family, and there, there's more information that the, the news won't tell people versus what you can hear. And then there's always two sides of a story, right? You've got the killer side. We're not going to mention his name because I'm not one who likes to glorify the killers, and that's one of the things that pisses me off with the whole mass shootings and stuff like that. They're obviously throwing the pictures of the killer's face on the news, and they're mentioning their names, and to me, that makes them feel like, that's what they want because they, they're getting their glory, right? They're getting their fame from being on that. So we're not going to do that. Before we start talking about everything, let me get my disclaimer out of the way now on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. For everybody out there listening, listen. Everything you're hearing on the show is the commentary and the thoughts and opinions of myself and my brother and any of the guests that we have on the show. It is up for you to choose what you want to do with that information and do your own research. But that being said, let's roll into the story. So, 
So what if this is an argument between the, the stepson and the stepfather? And my understanding is from what I was told is during the argument, well, obviously the mom said it calmed down, right? There was stuff calming down. He had time, the, 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 the killer had time to go into the bedroom to grab his shotgun, come back out of the bedroom, and then proceed to kill Thomas. That's crazy. Absolutely asinine, right? So, so, so was there really that, like, according to what that, who, whoever that lady, who's that lady? That lady's the mother. That, so she was like, they were done arguing. The argument was done, right? And then he went into the bedroom. So it wasn't even like he was being chased out there or anything. He just, he went in there. What was the argument about? And do they have a history of fucked up arguments. So I, I guess they've had history of arguing, which right. you know most stepsons and dads do. I mean, look at you, so, stepmom argued quite a bit, right? You guys are going to clash sure. because it's not your blood, right? So you're automatically right. going to clash. There's yeah. going to be stuff that you're not going to agree with. But in your situation, your stepmom didn't murder you and you didn't murder your stepmom, right? <laughs> right. I mean, and you're looking at this, like the family saying here, the shotgun was already loaded. Now, mind you, the other information that you're not going to hear on this, typically that individual, the killer, typically kept his weapons in his vehicle. Never in the house. But on this particular so, day, that shotgun was in the bedroom, loaded with two rounds. I mean, that's, you know, that's possibly suspicious. Okay. But would that be, would that be, is that considered, I don't know, man. Now, could have said. I would, I would need said, to know more. Right. Like, I don't know enough. To, At that point, could said individual gone to say, bring my shotgun in. I was getting ready to clean it. Eh, it's not hunting yeah. season in the state of Maine right now. I mean, yeah, and you're right. not really like, for me, I do clean my handgun on a regular basis because it's constantly on my hip. So it's collecting oh. dust and dirt and stuff yeah. like that from yeah. being on my hip, but a shotgun that's kind of laying in your truck or in your vehicle is not really going to collect a lot of that stuff because it's sitting there on your back seat. Unlike rubbing on your hip. If you were carrying a handgun, right? So is he off-roading a lot. Does he have that back window open in the pickup off-roading a lot to see that? I don't know. But now here, here's another instance of the story. Let me explain to you the state of Maine law as far as, shoot um, as far as shooting an individual to protect one's life in the state of Maine. The law of state is this. Okay. So Jessica Crowley says he has a car. So it wasn't a truck and told the mom to take out his little brother with autistic child in the house that day. Oh, so so weird, right? So you guys, for everybody listening in right now, we do have family members that are uh, tuning in. They're talking to us via the chat over here. Um, so, Let's put in perspective the state of Maine laws for protecting oneself with a firearm and the only time that you can have a justified killing in the state of Maine. And the state of Maine, you number one, you it's can strict, shoot to kill. Right? It's extremely strict, strict in the state of Maine. So laws. number one, you can shoot to kill. You have to shoot to kill in the state of Maine. You can't shoot the Maine. Okay, that's one thing. But you can shoot somebody if they're committing arson. 
you would then are able to shoot to kill somebody at that point because they're committing arson. That's arson. in the law book. Arson. So if they're looking to burn down an apartment, burn down a house, then, of course, you can go ahead and, and shoot, right? Now, the other time is when you are able to shoot to defend yourself in the state of Maine, you have to exhaust all means of escaping, meaning you cannot have any points where you can escape. Your life has to be a complete immediate threat in order for you to shoot to kill. So if you have a spot where you can take off and be able to get yourself into a safety area, you cannot shoot that individual in the state of Maine. Not at all. Because then you will not be justified. Your life has to be in a complete danger and you have to have no way escaping. Now, let's put it in perspective of this house. The hallway is roughly about five feet where, where, where the individual is murdered. Okay. The stepfather who says, quote unquote, his life was threatened. Had time to walk into the bedroom. Walked away yeah, from the what? individual that by he was that threatened guy, away. Correct. That guy that got killed? He Correct. was threatened by him. He was threatened by him. Did he have a did he did he have a gun? Did he, he did have not a have a gun. He did not have a weapon. Bat? No, did according a, to according to the mom, according to the mom, he had his cell phone in one hand. And I believe it was a cigarette in the other. What's going on, Chris Palatino? I believe it could have been two other things, but there was no weapons in the hands. His hands were at with a phone and a cigarette or something else in the hand. Defending himself against a cell phone being thrown at him. I guess so. A black and mild. So his brother says he had a black and mild in one hand and his cell phone. Yes, Jessica Riley. I was going to talk about that as well in just a second. That is something I heard about um, earlier today as well. So those Um, don't sound terribly like weapons. No, not at all. Right. Nothing that should be life threatening. Right. So, and mind you, this, the killer went to his room to grab the shotgun. So he walked away from what he felt where he was being threatened. He was able to walk away, go into his bedroom. Now here's, now here's the kicker. You ready for this? In that bedroom, there is a door that leads to outside. So let me ask you a question. You feel like your life is threatened, but you have enough time to go through your bedroom and get out your back door and escape that threat. What are you going to do? Better yet, what if you walk past multiple doors? Multiple doors? That is true. So, but you're able to go through those, right? So now you're slowing down the perp. If you're right. th- if you're threatened, you're slowing down the perp because you're able to walk away. Nothing happened to you. You walked away. That right there means that this shooting, and it should be, if it if the fucking courts do anything other differently than that, the courts are gonna be in deep shit because this shooting is by far justifiable. By far. And I'm not saying this because I know the family and I'm personal friends the, with the, the father of the child. is justifiable? No, it's not. not it's not justifiable. Right. Not at not all. Just- it's not. And, and you got to look at it because, number one, how the hell is your life threatened with a black and mild and a cell phone? Number, number two, the stepfather is easily 260, maybe 300 pounds. If you're looking at that picture of him that we showed in the news, the, the stepson. Oh, man, I don't want I, to I play can't. it again. No, I, I can't. All right. I already took it down. And, and the okay. son... The stepson is easily probably 155, 160 pounds soaking say, wet. Like, He's, I'm a pretty skinny dude, but that dude looks skinnier than me. Right. So, and, and uh, Miranda Carroll Buchanan, I'm guessing, is the um, 
sister-in-law, whatever, says walk past two open doors before getting the gun. Jesus. Okay. Two. two. Walk past two open doors. To get the gun. Got a gun. Now. For, for self-defense. Correct. And there was two shots fired. Two shots. Okay. First shot. Now, family, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard this from another family member. Okay. There was two shots fired. Ten seconds apart. Number one, if you're being attacked and you're shooting because your life is threatened, you're not going to have that 10-second pause within your firing of your weapon. I'm not sure if it's a shotgun, you're going to rack and pump. It's still less than 10 seconds. You probably got about maybe two and a half seconds of times to rack and pump your freaking shotgun to defend yourself. It's not going to take 10 seconds. Now, if you got a semi-automatic it's a split of a second, a millimeter of a second that's going to take to go ahead and pull off another round. Okay, so right there, that means after the first shot, that killer's head was already contemplating he was going to fire again. And he already had no remorse. He waited. Now, the first shot was a distance. The second shot was up and close. This is something that I've been told. Like I said, folks, remember, these are the thoughts and opinions and the information. Please wait till more information comes out. But this is information that's fed to me via family members and friends. Go ahead, Gary. What was you going to say? Does this shooter, does he have a, any history of, you know, mental illness or anything kind of wild? Is he like a loose cannon? Is he an alcoholic? Is he that, any of these things that would... That is one thing I've never, I didn't ask. I do know that he, he, is an, he was a veteran. Um, I do know that um, he, he served in the U.S. Army. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. So mind you, so let's put that in perspective. The stepson never served in the military, doesn't know hand-in-hand combat. Stepfather's been trained in hand-in-hand combat. He felt that his life was threatened by an individual. <sighs> it's mind-blowing. So we're going to go down here. Um, Kyle Buchanan, which is the brother, is in our chat right now. Says okay. first shot was in the armpit chest area. Second one was on the other side of my brother's chest. Blood on end of the gun, and he is uh, and a, yeah, army vet and an alcoholic. So they are answering your question. He was an alcoholic. Oh, okay. The shooter is an alcoholic. So think about that, though. If you're self-defense. Was he drunk, was he drunk when he shot him? That I'm not sure if they're able to tell information on about, but if they oh, are, yeah. if they All can right. post, no, no, that's fine. You know, it's up to the family if they want to release that information, if they're in here. Uh, but I can tell you since they even mentioned it. So think about that. You're shooting in self-defense. You fire a shot from a distance, pop, you get closer and fire off another round. So your life is threatened. You drop the person you're feeling threatened from with your first shot. And then you walk up and close for your secondary shot. That right there to me is premeditated bullshit. That is a premeditation of a murder because you already knocked down your individual. Now in your head, you're thinking I'm going to kill. And that's exactly what he did. What happens if you shoot somebody, but they don't die, but you shot them in self-defense, right? Say like, you know, Say Billy Bob is attacking me and I shoot him in the stomach, right? And I'm thinking like, yeah, I got this motherfucker. He's dead. And I run away and I think like, that's great. 
dude survives. So here's the you thing know, with like, that. What happens? Here's the thing. You you be justified. Hey, Brittany, how are you? So I got his um, Scooby. Paul's wife is in the chat now. Uh, Brittany trying. So if you did something like that, you would be still justified. But now you're gonna face the um, replications of possibly that individual coming back and suing you. Man, which is messed, right? So you shot in your self defense, and that individual can come back now and sue you. Yeah, so it's messed up. That's why they say the state of Maine is it is a shoot to kill and self defense only. And obviously, this case is definitely not self defense. If you look at everything that's coming out. It's definitely not self-defense. Um, stand by. We got a lot of family in here. Refuse to let. The, yeah, that was the other thing, too. The stepfather did uh, the killer. I'm, I'm going to refer to him as the killer. Did tell the mother not to call 911. Not to report the shooting. What? Yes. Yeah, fuck that. That dude's highly suspicious. Fuck right? that. Uh, and. Kyle Buchanan, the brother in the chat, is all saying Nick was telling him to stop, no please, in between the shots. Dear God. Um, put the gun down. My brother was begging for his life. Um, so, so, sorry, I think this phone, his phone died. No, no, not a problem, Brittany, not a problem. It, it's fine. I mean, we've got pretty much the gist of it. Between the employee that works for me, fed, uh, told me some more information um, so basically when this guy goes to court and they, it shouldn't even make fucking trial, it should automatically be deemed, you know, guilty, but in the great state of United States, he has got his turn to have a trial and if a jury of his peers, there's no way in hell that a bunch of peers are going to sit down listen to this case and think this is absolute self-defense. And, and you look at the state of Maine guidelines as far as how the self-defense works. He had all means, if he felt like his life was threatened, to escape that situation. Once he got through the door in his room, he had a back door that led outside, could have went outside and been free. The other thing he did state, mind you, was that during this... Oh, sorry, guys. I hate when I get notifications on the iPad. Um, one of the other things he does state is that he was fearful for his child. So the stepfather had obviously a kid with the mother. So they had a younger uh, kid. I believe he's five years old, five or six. I believe that's the range he's in family. If you guys can correct me down there. Um, he felt like the stepson was being mean to him and he felt like he was threatening his life as well as what another route. Now, mind you, when this all went down, that young child was with the mother. And from what the family's saying is that the killer was trying to get the mother to take that child out of the home that day. So everything to me, mind you, my opinion, everything to me boils down to a premeditated murder Meaning he didn't want anything more to do with his stepson. I don't know the living situation. He could have felt like the stepson was, you know, overstaying his stay in their home or whatever. And he had a mental breakdown regardless. He still has no fucking reason for what he did, you know, but he obviously had a huge fucking mental breakdown and he snapped 
And now he's going to yeah. pay the ultimate price and spend life behind bars. Cause I don't understand. Like, why does anybody in the, like, cause like in your right mind, like this, that's my, like in, the statement is I don't understand how anyone in their right mind would, <clears throat> would think that killing somebody over like disagreements or whatever is going to solve a problem. It's not, it creates a like, bigger it just, problem. It just ruins a shitload more things than what could have merely been an inconvenience. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah, people can be annoying as shit. Like I have people that annoy the hell out of me, but it's like, you don't kill them because they annoy you. No. Right. Even if you argue with them, you just got to deal with frustrating people. Sometimes that's kill them. That's fucking weird. So exactly like Jessica Crowley saying he ruined two families in the process. Cause yeah, you got to think of the, you got to think of the mother, right? So I, I'm getting word that Scooby's going to be coming in. So we'll be bringing in the father of the deceased there soon. It looks like Scooby's coming in now. Okay, so he's here. He's live. What we're going to do is we're going to bring Scooby up on the screen. You guys, just give me one second, please, as I do this. It, I got to remember our setting here. This is the fun part, folks. This is when I'm trying to play um, producer at the same time as host. Y'all give me one second. I am going to bring in uh, Paul Triner, which is the father Paul, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Fantastic. All right, Paul, so I'm not sure if you were listening in while we, while we started up, um, but we were telling everybody the story um, regards to the incident from the point of the two shots fired, 10 seconds in between, how the murderer, murderer is what I'm calling the killer. I'm not mentioning his real name because I do not like to glorify killers on my show. Uh, so I'll produce, call him the killer. It was had time to escape. So even if he felt like his life was threatened, he was able to escape via the back door from the bedroom. Yeah, he could have went out the back door. It was right there before his room. Okay, and this was a from what I'm gathering when I watched the news episodes. You tell me about Channel Six, and by the way, I agree with you for what you were telling me on Channel Six. We can talk about that another time. How they made you look. But, you know, when I'm looking at that, it's a trailer. So it's a small trailer. It looked like maybe a yeah, double um, wide. It, it was a three bedroom trailer. Probably about not, not the big ones, but probably right around the 65, 70 foot range. Okay. Single wide, single wide. And there was how many yeah. exit doors are there in that trailer? Three. Three exit doors. So you have your front, your back, and then one out the bedroom? Uh, one near the bed, the side back bedroom, and then you have your front door, and you have your one in the living room. Okay. And then and when the shooting happened, it was within the hallway of the bedroom and the living room? Living room. Okay. Yep. So it was within that. So they were in that. And at that time, from what I'm gathering from Channel 6, is that... The argument already stopped at this point. Yep. So they weren't even yelling at the point when he went to the bedroom. Nope. So, and we were talking, I was telling my brother, because obviously my brother lives in Portland, Oregon, how the state of Maine law goes as far as justifiable. And telling him how in the state of Maine, in order to have anything justifies a justified shooting, you literally have to have, number one, your life threatened, but number two, exhaust any means of escape. Yeah, he could have gone out the door. 
He had three doors he could have gone out of. Same door. He made his son and his wife go out. Okay. So did he make them leave prior to the shooting? Yes. How long prior? Uh, probably five, maybe ten minutes less. Oh, really? So, like, they left just before it happened, like yeah. five, ten minutes. Wow. Which yeah. then brings me back to my premeditation con- uh, opinion, saying that this is yeah. definitely 100% premeditated. Because if he's going to uh, tell them to leave, he knew what he yeah, was going he, he to do. Could, he could have walked out the door. He could have walked out the door with them. Yeah. Did, did, where were the keys to the vehicle? Uh, he had them on him. So probably. he had his keys on his on him for his vehicle. He could have took yeah, he, the wife and small child out that back door, hopped in a vehicle, and left, quote-unquote, the situation that he felt unsafe in. Yeah. And then... Or, 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 or he could have called the cops and had them removed. Exactly. That was the other thing I was going to say. At that point, after they got out, he could have called the cops, had the cops come in and mediate... Medi- fuck. Mediate. Am I saying that right, Gary? Help me out here, brother. Um, <laughs> mediate or whatever, folks. Listen, this happens. Mediate the situation and it would have been done with. Everybody would live. No lives would have been destroyed. Now we're looking right. at two lives being destroyed. Two families. Two families right. being torn apart and being destroyed. Number one, the poor. My, my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to your ex because and to you. But she has now lost, number one, a guy that she thought she loved now takes and, her and, son. And, and her firstborn. And her fucking insane. Fucking insane. And now where that's gone is his son is lost without a dad and he's only two. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's the other thing. Scooby's uh, son also did have a small child. Uh, for everybody who's listening in on this show, we've got 22 listeners currently over on the Wisdom app with six viewers over on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Folks, while you're listening to this show, uh, we do have a link on our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. That is a GoFundMe page. Um, I would, Paul, I would like for you to explain what we were talking about as far as where that GoFundMe is going towards so everybody yep. can know and hear from you that the GoFundMe page is your link that I grab from your GoFundMe and paste it on to our description. If you could just explain yep. to them what that's um, for. Basically, we met the first match. Uh, the first match was 6000 so we could get him picked up and get him uh, have the funeral home start on him. Uh, the total is 12300 and something, and my 6000 would be the last, last so he could get buried. So the $6,000 you're looking for on the GoFundMe is to finish the burial for your, for your son? Yes. Okay, so for anybody who would like to help contribute to Paul's GoFundMe page so they, they're able to give their son their proper burial, you can head over to the Mark G Show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, where we have the link in the description of the video that we're currently on. Um, you can do that. And if, if you cannot donate, just sharing out the video in the GoFundMe would work perfect. There's this way here. Somebody else can see it and, and may be able to donate or share it out as well. The more people that share it, the better off it is because obviously there's everybody has different friends and relatives out there that would be able to see yeah. the link. Um, and I appreciate it. Anybody that wants to do it. So with that being said, Scooby, at the same time, you obviously have a bunch of children and they're over here commenting on my, uh, on the 
subjects over here. And I got to tell you, your son, Kyle, is a little upset yeah. with you that you dropped him off and now hanging out in Old Orchard Beach. <laughs> uh, that wasn't my choice. <laughs> I, I just, I saw the comment over here, and, and, but he does say he loves you, Dad, over here. No, I know. <laughs> if you want to blame somebody, you can poke my um, man yeah. in the head. Poke me? The fuck? I pulled you on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't bring no, you I'm old talking, I'm talking about my buddy, man. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's where I want to talk about on, on that part, you know, is I wanted to, number one, get you the, your GoFundMe out there, and I want to explain the story, because obviously Channel 6, 8, and 13, you listen to the mainstream media, and they don't put the full story out there, right? Um, and, the, the ones that are close is 8 and 6. 8 and 6 are the closest ones I've gotten the story? Yeah. Okay. Because I have not done 13, and I don't think we're going to because I don't agree with what they did with my daughter. They're putting her in between the other family. And I know everybody has their own opinions and their own point of view. Right. And I think it should have been two separate families on, instead of melding them together like they did. Right. Because they're basically battling us against each other. Exactly. And that's actually, well, just so you know, I'm not sure if you want to hang around for that segment, but I'm going to tell you my next segment on this is to actually talk about what quote unquote social media warriors from the first article when I read and saw the war that started within the comment section. And you know, that, that, that segment's going to get more on a political kind of a side, but at the same time talking about how they're not monitoring this shit and they're also creating a divide between families because what I saw within those comments, number one from the murderer's son was absolutely disrespectful and freaking asinine from what I read from what he posted on there. Now, like my wife was saying, you know, you know, everybody's hurting at this. Now, I don't know what kind of individual his son is. If that is something he would actually say to someone's face if this didn't go down. Or if at that time his feelings are just, you know, getting mixed up within the heat of the moment of the comments. But still, something to show that, you know, the news outlets. I mean, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot I could be saying, but. Right. Uh, try that one more time, uh, Paul. We you were you broke up right there. There was a lot you could be saying, but yeah, I, there's a lot I could be saying. There's a lot I probably could be doing, but I'm keeping it to myself. The justice needs to get happen, and they'll come out in court. Exactly. Nope. And you know what? And much respect to you for that, because you know, n- number one, like you said in your news article, no parent should ever go through this for their child. And at the same time, nobody knows the pain of a parent. Nobody knows the thought process of a parent after a situation like this happens. And no one, you know, to comprehend this, let me put it in perspective for folks. You know, when you think of somebody who served our country and how they should be handling themselves as they were trained and molded into be certain individuals, let me put some into perspective for you. The killer served in the United States Army. He knew hand-to-hand combat. He obviously knows how to handle weapons. You're trained to know how to handle a weapon. He obviously did not know how to handle himself and had fucking screws loose. How was this not caught within the VA or any other system? That also should go down to a broken VA system. But let's talk about Paul, 
who's also served in the military, United States Navy, if I'm correct, yeah, and handling himself as shocked as I am because I don't know how I'd be handling myself. I don't know if I would be going lunatic after anybody who after taking my after the taking my son's life. I don't know how I'd handle myself because I'm not in that perspective. But to see him handling this the way he is, there's much respect to you, Paul. And I don't know. I'm I'm flabbergasted. I mean, for what you are going through and how you are handling it is truly amazing. And I understand, like, you've got six other kids that you've got to stay strong for. Two grandkids. Two grandkids you got to stay strong for, you know. There's a lot. Um, I'm going to pull up this comment real quick. Kyle Buchanan posted, I was adopted and I only got to spend 11 years with my little brother. I met him when he was 16. And then we have Jessica Crowley down here. He's amazing. We love you, Scooby. I can tell you before you jumped in here, Scooby, you had the family. I know, they were giving me crap. You had the family backing 100% within this chat. They were going crazy. They're like, he's coming, he's coming. We can't get a hold of it. And they just started playing phone wars with everybody to get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to come down. I'm like, damn it, I fucking forgot what time it was. Well, now you're going to have to jump in the pool when this is all over, uh, in, the, in the ocean when this is all over, to feel how that main water feels. And let me tell you, don't feel uh-uh. good. It don't nope. feel good. Nope. <laughs> nope. I ain't going in the toilet water. Nope. Yeah. Smart. It's cold. It's cold. Nope. Very cold. No. Nope. Nope. I'm salty enough. I don't need any more. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is good. Yeah, no. I'm... I, I love it up here. It is my home state, but <laughs> I want to go back home. <laughs> Miranda, uh, Miranda Carol Buchanan says, we always got his back. Where do you stay? Where do you live now, Scooby? Uh, right down by Augusta, Georgia, about 29 miles from it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, I was just up in your neck of the woods about two weeks ago. In Oregon? Yeah. Uh, Chiloquin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. What were you doing up there? Uh, I'm a truck driver. I own a trucking company. Okay. You want to haul some flooring? <laughs> what? Everybody's been trying to get me to haul flooring. Yeah, because our industry is fucking struggling right now. Uh, nobody, nobody uh, I don't know what you guys pay for rates, but there, there, are plenty, there, there are plenty of companies that will pull it. LTL is 400 bucks a pallet. $400 a pallet, so 26 pallets. No, I can only about what it no, I can only fit uh, fifteen pallets on a truck. How far are you? How far are you shipping it? That's what they're looking at. Yeah. Well, anywhere, anywhere. Oops. It's just LTL. They won't. It just sucks. The cost too much. You know. Yeah. Um, it's because it costs a truck right now. Oh, just I know. To gas. It, gas just to move a truck is a dollar. Started. Yeah. Gas is stupid right now. It's like forty percent of the, the the bill when the invoice comes in. I agree with you, Kyle. This this is how you tell my podcast has ADHD and ADD because we went from uh, one serious uh, conversation wait, 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 to wait. talk about, hey, oh, how wait, about tr- 
Traveling with my flooring. How about hauling my flooring? Like, wait, I'm just sitting back. Oh, you got okay. your trucker, eh? Let's, Dude, just, uh, let's lock in a Just do deal your here. show. Lock it's in a deal on the podcast. What lanes do you like to run? Let's let's get this ironed out right now. I, I got a lot. I actually, my buddy just asked me if I wanted to bring flooring up from Florida. <laughs> oh, man. Was he, was he from uh, what, what part of Florida? Uh, he was grabbing it somewhere down in Florida and had to bring it to Maine. Oh, he okay. asked me when I get paid per mile. I was like, I ain't touching it unless it's four fifty a mile. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a pricey truck. Because I, I know it's heavy. It is heavy. It is heavy. All right, back on topic. What, 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 what are you seeing? I don't get to see your comments. <laughs> Uh, so, so the comments were. I just, I, I, it's just, it kind of went away a little bit. So you got uh, your your son instantly goes, really, ha ha, choot choot, train derailed. Uh, That's pri- my fault. I'm pricey crazy. wife, and, yeah, Kyle. He goes, pricey wife was the last thing he posted. Oh, I'm surprised she ain't in there yelling at him. <laughs> She was in here. I don't, know if she, I don't know if your wife left out of the chat or not, but yeah, she was in the chat. But yeah, yeah, no. she called me and yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> I told her I'm on my way down. Hold on. <laughs> so yeah, man. So we got your GoFundMe page posted out there. Um, you know, and that only brings me to the next subject. Really, is talking about social media, quote unquote, keyboard warriors, where people feel like they got more, the biggest balls. When it comes to him being on the keyboard and then someone face to face during the initial, well, my, my, my biggest thing is I don't understand. You talk about anything political or you talk about anything stupid, you get banned. But you talk about threatening people, you they don't bother you. Exactly, and that's what I was going to. So, like, I was mind blown. Ugh, I hate those notifications. So I was mind blown that when I was reading the news article in regards to your son, and then I went to the comment section. And my, I, I was speechless. Number one, from the you idiots. Some, you have some people saying, you know, condolences, my, you know, my right. deepest sympathy. And then you have two boneheads. Exactly. Then you got the people like the murderer's son who went full-blown crazy, psychotic within the messages. And then you also have other people who have no clue what's going on. That's not friends with either side of the families putting in their two cents regards to it. And putting in their hatred words, but yet the news channels are allowing this to be posted on their Facebook comments without no moderation, without no respect for the families. And I'm going to put it out this way: no respect. Are for you the, talking about the link, like on the like Facebook news article, right? So you go to Facebook yeah. in the I mean, comment sorry. section, right? Talking shit, yeah. And what you can the, moderate what, those for what though? What the hell? What like? How can you talk shit about something like this when you you you? Because you got people who want to play law and order themselves and they come out there and they just start speaking their words. Or then you got what you call the internet trolls that just instantly, their whole lives. Yeah, internet trolls, their lives is to cause mayhem on the internet, right? Their lives just like, I'm just going to type this and I'm going to sit back and watch what the fuck they say. And and it blows up, right? Now you got the family that's already going to feud going at each other even more now. And there's been re- repercussions already from what I'm hearing. I'm not going to go into full details, but certain things are happening up north currently right now that's going to be obviously mediated at some point. Uh, but that's probably repercussions that have come from these arguments would be my guess. Um, but, you know, social media warriors, dude, they went full-blown crazy. 
Now, they'll sit there and they'll let this shit happen. The media will sit back. And, you know, of course, you know they've got people watching this, right? You know they got people sitting there reading these comments in the news stage because they're waiting. They're waiting for that next piece of the news story that they can pick out within that comment section to bring to either side of the families. Be like, hey, we heard about this. Can you explain it? But So you got them doing this. But yet, you'll have a news article written about, I don't know, we'll say something. They wrote Biden did this and Biden did that. And then you'll have somebody come out and they'll talk about Hunter Biden's fucking laptop and they'll make a comment about it. Boom. It's deleted. Your account suspended because you're now, quote unquote, spreading false information. This does not make absolute sense to me. This just shows that the media only wants you to see what the media wants you to see. They don't care about people's lives. They don't care about people's feelings. They only care about one thing. Their views, their ratings, and their agenda. And, and, and I was mind blown when I was reading this stuff. Uh, what's this? Kyle Buchanan says, hold on. She keeps, hold on. We got a bunch of pro. Wife, Kyle, she keeps getting, oh, supposedly your wife keeps getting kicked out of the podcast. Miranda, Carol, because his <laughs> ex-stepson. Yes, Miranda, sorry, I will step, I will correct myself, ex-stepson. Kyle became saying my brother deserved it or making funny self-defense jokes or murder jokes. So that was part of what was going on in the comments. So Kyle Buchanan was just saying, these are some, some of the comments within those news. People were saying this brother deserved it. They're making funny self-defense jokes or murder jokes within these comments. Now, folks, I just want to put something out there. We've got 32 people right now listening over on the Wisdom app and six people over on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. No matter what, I don't care when you're reading stuff, have respect for the families of these stories. I was recently one of my family members who was in a motorcycle crash, and the comments that were coming out in regards to that on a, on a community forum in regards to him saying, oh, he must have been drunk. He wasn't paying to like... You do have to know a story prior to this. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. I want to bring on Paul because, number one, Paul had a GoFundMe page. I want to make sure we plug that for him. But number two, they needed to hear his story. Other than the story that you're only hearing from the media, which is that the murderer is claiming self-defense. And, and obviously, it's going to boil down to the trial. It's going to come out in the trial. And I hope to God that they, av- they televise this trial so people can see this and hear about it and, and know that this is plain murder and, and it should be rated as self, uh, fuck. Self It was meditated murder. In my mind, it's meditated murder. Yeah, and, they got, uh, if he gets convicted, it's 25 to life. It should be absolutely life. I mean, that's the thing that's got me fucked up about Maine, right? Because in Maine, you can do, or I think in most states too, you can do X amount of years or life. If you're going to take someone's life, it should automatically life in jail or prison, rather. In the state of Maine, it should be life in prison. Maine does not have the death penalty, so there'll be no death penalty on the plate. But it would be life in prison. My, my opinion, that should be for any murder. It should automatically be life in prison. Um, but, and, and here's the other thing too, the killer was able to walk around for 20, was it 24 hours or less than 24 hours? Maybe like 
18 hours. Uh, almost, almost 30. Almost 30 hours after the murder prior to him being arrested. Now, obviously, that was your legal system going through the process, going through all the the uh, evidence and stuff like that, coming to the decision, waiting on I'm guessing they had to wait on the coroner's report as well uh, prior to the uh, DA. They were waiting on that. They were waiting on make sure they got all the information before they pursued. Before they done. So 30 hours Damn. prior to the arrest. <clears throat> That's like the longest possible 30 hours imaginable. Yeah, knowing if he's going to get arrested or not. Just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. God. The legal system is like, it's a scary, you know, it's, it's a shame that that's what we're depending on right now. All right. So we got Kimberly. Will, uh, Wade, Kimberly, sorry, Kimberly, I'm messing up your name. Hey, hey Kim. Kimberly Wade Nil- Wilson. There we go. I kept wanting to say Nilsson. I'm sorry, Kimberly. A life for a life, I say. Nick didn't have a choice. The murderer shouldn't either. That's uh, why Kimberly posted out there. You know, so my wife will argue with that. Obviously, my wife doesn't believe in death penalty, but she does believe, you know, life sentence behind bars. Um, I believe in the the chair. I believe in If they're going to stay behind bars, they should actually take care of the... If they leave a kid without a father, they should be working to make sure they take care of them. Yep. 100% agree. Making license plates or whatever. I know, what, don't they do that in private institutions right now in some jails? I don't know if they have. I mean, it may have been yeah. just movies. But I thought in some private institutions, because we got private institution jails throughout the United States, and I believe those prisoners do have to work inside that jail making license plates and so forth. And, and they make something like 25 cents a day or some bullshit. But that's how they work off some debt. Yeah. In Maine, they make them. Okay, so Jessica Crowley was saying in Maine, they do. Uh, Kimberly Wade Wilson did post over on Facebook, Scooby saying, hey, Scoob, so sorry for y'all. Um, but no. Thank you. You know, I, I think this podcast alone, we're, we're an hour and four minutes in. Your story is where I think I want to leave this podcast, to be honest with you. I want to leave it at that. I did want to talk about the keyboard warriors because that's absolutely asinine. And I really hope that we as a we as a nation, the United States, do need to wake the fuck up. The divided <sighs> dividing is where they want us. And you can see that now with certain news stories. Not just Scoobies. Do yourself a favor tonight, tomorrow. Do you guys some homework. Go on to channel six, channel eight, channel thirteen, wherever your news is, wherever you're listening to from, go on there. Look up from, you know, rape victims stories, murder victim stories to whatever stories you can find where something's happened in individual car accidents. Go through the comment section and see how much hatred there really is in there. How much division there really is in there and look, and then go ahead and go look at your political post. Go look at the post regards to Trump and the Mar-a-Lago. I'm fucking going to say along the Mar-a-Lago Florida keys incident where they raided his house. Go look at those comments. Go look at something that's been moderated on that. And then go look at some of the Biden posts and, and look what's moderated in there. You're going to see a huge difference. You're going to see that the media controls what they want you to see. And they also control what they don't want you to see. I want you guys to look at that, but that is not how I'm going to end this podcast. I want to end this podcast one more time to let you guys know our guest tonight, 
Paul, a.k.a. known as DJ Scooby Triner, because he used to be a DJ in the state of Maine, and he still dabbles with it, has lost his son due to an unnecessary, should-have-never-happened murder. And his family is grieving right now, and they do need help to help give his son a proper burial. And there is a GoFundMe page that is posted on our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You can find us at the Mark G Show. It is in the comments section of the videos. And if you guys cannot contribute, that's fully understandable. But if you could do me a favor and just share that link out so more people can see it, please share it with this video so they can hear his story. And other than that, you know, I've got I've got pretty much a large majority of your children in my chat right now, along with family members. So with that being said, I do want to send out my sincerest prayers and apologies to you guys and let you know that I'm hoping justice will be rained down on him and that you guys will get a little bit of closure. It's not going to be a full-blown closure, but a little bit of closure knowing that the murderer will be spending the rest of his life behind bars. Hey, you gotta love it when Bubba and Cellblock D come to get you. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is true. And, and, and as far as on a personal level, Scooby, you, you, you'll know why in a minute. Wait for the comment to come pop up. <laughs> yeah, right. And on right. a personal level, Scooby, I'm looking forward. Uh, hopefully, see you uh, next month, or buddy, I will be seeing you. I believe this month. Um, just give me a call when you're done, because I, I was told something else. I want to run by you. Uh, okay. Regards to a certain thing, but you can give me a call, and I'll talk to you about that on a personal level. Uh, Gary, yeah. do you have anything? Uh, Miranda Carroll says big hopes for Bubba in the Facebook. Jessica Crowley says thank you, Mark. Uh, Gary, you have anything you want to say, my man, before we end this? I mean, look, like I said earlier, like I couldn't even imagine what it's like to go through this. So condolences. De- and, definitely, um, definitely not easy. No. Definitely, it takes a strong person, and I'm trying to be there for them. Well, your your family will. Whether or not they tell you about it often, they'll, they're paying attention. And uh, oh, yeah. so stand strong, dude. We'll end, this yeah, with, uh, we'll end this with a special post from Kyle Buchanan. It says, Kaya says, good night, <laughs> Grampy. Night, sweetie. All right, we're going to go ahead and end the show. Thank you for everybody tuning in over on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, as well as Wisdom. This podcast will be up on Apple and Spotify and all your podcasts. Um, applications by tomorrow at noontime. Thank you all for tuning in. You've been Thank listening you. to Thank the you, Snowflake Melter, the Mark G Show. Mark is your everyday hardworking business owner that loves America, and he certainly doesn't mind telling it like it is. We Thank hope you, you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. To send an email, it's on air at themarkgshow.com. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The Mark G Show. See you next time. 